Hey, friends. Welcome to the Field Guide to Particle Physics. This is your informal guide to the subatomic ecosystem that we're all immersed in. Today, we're talking about the Omega Baryon. The Omega Baryon is the strangest particle we've encountered so far. It may also be the strangest particle known to science. Literally. With a mass of 1672 MeV, the Omega Baryon is heavy, as well it should be. It's comprised of three strange quarks. The three strange quarks give the Omega an electric charge of three times minus one-third, or minus one. Those strange quarks also give it the unusually long lifetime of about 8% of a nanosecond. While that's pretty short by our standards, and even a bit shorter by some other strange particle standards, a solid fraction of a nanosecond is an enormous lifetime for a particle with such an enormous mass. As if on brand, the strangest of the strange particles lives for so long precisely because it's made up only of strange quarks. The strange quarks, you might recall, struggle to decay. They wouldn't normally decay, actually, if not for a mild identity crisis. The strange quarks talk to other particles by photon, gluon, or by W boson. That is, in addition to the electromagnetic force, strange quarks communicate via both the strong and weak nuclear forces. From the strong forces perspective, the strange quarks are distinct, just like the up and down quarks. Nobody is confused, and all of that subnuclear goo kind of respects the identity of the strange quark. The weak force hedges a bit. The W boson in particular is a little confused on who is who, and from its perspective, down and strange quarks are a little mixed up. Just like north and west mean slightly different things to a compass or a cartographer, down and strange quarks appear slightly different to the strong and weak forces. They're almost aligned, but not quite. As a result, the strange quark decays by W boson as if it were a down quark. That decay is amplified by the strange quark's heavy mass, but it's still a small effect. The weak nuclear force is, after all, weak. Being made up of three strange quarks, the omega baryon decays once one of its constituent quarks does. The omega minus decays when one of its strange quarks throws out a W boson, changing its identity into an up quark. Typically, the W boson then decays to a pair of quarks itself, an anti-up and a down quark. This all happens quickly inside the baryon itself, which subsequently explodes into a pair or triplet of particles. There are a number of possible results. Two-thirds of the time, the anti-up quark scores and runs away with one of the omega's other strange quarks, creating one of those tricky K-minus mesons that we've discussed previously. What's left over? An up, a down, and a strange quark, which manifests as a lambda zero baryon. About 23% of the time, the anti-up quark isn't so lucky. It remains stuck to that down quark that came from the W boson, so they together run away as a negatively charged pion. The quarks that remain, two strange and an up, comprise the neutral cascade or xi baryon, which of course leads to its own cascade of particle decays. Almost all of the rest of the time, that's about 8% for you bean counters out there, the omega baryon spits out a neutral pion, decaying into a xi minus instead. And for this to happen, that down quark has to hold on tight to that pair of strange quarks that didn't decay.
On extremely rare occasions, instead of a neutral pion, the omega baryon decays to a xi minus by spitting out a pi plus pi minus pair. This could happen, for instance, if the resulting up and anti-up quarks happen to find a down-anti-down pair inside all of that subnuclear goo. In addition to having three strange quarks, the omega baryon has three times the angular momentum of most baryons we've encountered so far. Inside the baryon, those three strange quarks are all zooming around each other extra, extra fast. We've seen this behavior before when we've looked into the delta baryons. The delta plus plus baryon, you might recall, is made up of three up quarks, and the delta minus baryon is made up of three down quarks. So in a sense, the omega baryon is just a strange version of those beasts. Because of that simple three strange quark arrangement, the omega baryon was predicted to exist well before it was found. Well, that's not exactly right. In fact, it's exactly backwards. Back in the 50s, back in those early days, nobody knew what a quark was or how baryons were even organized. They just had all of those wild names, you know, delta, sigma, xi. This zoo of strange particles was something of a mystery. The physicist Gelman chased the patterns of all these particles and their decays and devised the quark model to fit those data. There was only one problem. One particle was missing. The omega baryon was discovered as a short stub of a line which appeared on a photographic plate at Brookhaven National Lab. It had essentially the same mass, spin, and charge that Gelman predicted, ushering in the first of many experimental verifications of the quark model of subnuclear physics. And that concludes our second strange season of the Field Guide to Particle Physics. We've got a few bonus episodes coming, stories and other extras, including a bonus series on Gelman's Eightfold Way and more details on how particles like the down and strange quarks can mix. So please stay tuned and subscribe for more. Talk to you soon. This has been an installment of the Field Guide to Particle Physics, a copyrighted production of the Poseidon Institute. Thank you so much for listening. For a full, free, online copy of the Field Guide, please visit our website at poseidon.org or follow us on Instagram. We've got a lot of other resources for you there. At the Poseidon Institute, we're on a mission to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. Come learn with us. 